98.1 WQAQ. This is Throwback Saturday. What? What are you looking at? Oh, you're. Oh, well, you're my. You weren't talking. It's all right. Yeah, but I was about <laughs> to talk. I can't even hear myself now. Um. Okay. So yeah, 98.1 uh, WQAQ. It's Throwback Saturday. I'm Peter Howarth. We are back uh, for the first time in two weeks. Apologize. You can blame the snow. Uh, Nick, I don't know why your headphones don't work, man. No, they work. Oh. They work now. Or were they too low? I fixed them. What do you mean first time in two weeks? We came last week, right? No. Uh, we're on here for uh, Carson's show. Oh. That would be uh, Matt and Carson in the, right. in the morning. Oh, okay. um, Sorry. Which is at uh, 4 p.m. on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. On 98.1 WQAQ yeah. and streaming on WQAQ.com. So yeah, uh, the blame the snow, blame the weather. I wasn't I wasn't driving in. Uh, so so we weren't able to talk about the Super Bowl. I was excited. I had I had a segment planned in which we were going to. Uh, we're not going to do it now, but uh, we were going to go through various aspects of the Super Bowl. Um, you know the the broadcast, the presentation, uh, the quarterback play, uh, the commercials, the halftime show, and and give everything a one to ten grade. Not going to do that, but. I still do want to address the Super Bowl. Um, we were half right about the Super Bowl. We did say the Chiefs were going to win. We were right about that. Therefore, we were right about the spread because they were uh, two and a half point underdogs at one point. I don't know. The line changes, right? Just whatever. Uh, yeah. I was all in on the running back touchdown. Didn't happen. What is happening? Is the yeah. like sky falling in here? Um, <laughs> yes. If you had a live stream, wouldn't this be great? <laughs> I'd tune in. I'm not, I'm not the best person to ask, though. Um, uh, we were also wrong about the over, kind of, because we said we hit the over, but that was at 47 and a half. Line closed at 46 and a half, so that would have hit. That means the script was leaked before the game happened. Oh, my God, not the script. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the scripting is it's taken over from the the old adage was like the narrative, right? The narrative is pushing <coughs> LeBron to be MVP or you know whatever it's going to be. Um, but anyways, yeah. Since since it's been one week since the Super Bowl, what is your biggest takeaway from the game with a week, you know, to sort of reset and to put everything into focus? Uh, the game was much more defensive than I expected. I think I talked about how you know we had said last year was supposed to be the historic Eagles defense who then got 38, almost 40 put up on them. I thought we were going to see something similar, but no, it was much more of a defensive game. More punts than I expected. Um, but I, I feel like in part that made it, if you're a big defense fan, that was a very good very good Super Bowl. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't shaping up to be that at first because there were those long drives that the fumbles stalled yeah. it out, and that's a huge time killer, right? Yeah. But then it did seem like, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested if you looked at maybe, you know, second half, how many drives were either not a turnover, not a punt, or no, sorry, that, that, not a three and out, not a turnover, or not a score. So how many were just like stalled out at the, at the 40 or something like that? Yeah. I feel like it'd be low number. Uh, it'd be great for us to have that. We're a status <laughs> show, right? But oh well. Yeah. Nick, uh, what do you have a week from the Super Bowl? Um, I so I'm, I'm obviously I'm still disappointed that the Chiefs won because I wanted the 49ers <laughs> to win. Uh, but I, it was it was like I don't know. It was an okay game to in my eyes. Like as a as a fan of like neither team in like the long run. Like watching the game, it was. Like what Carson was saying, it was very defensive. It 
it did turn up in the second half a lot more. Like, Mahomes wasn't doing anything in the first half. And yeah. then the second half, he was putting up Mahomes' numbers like we all thought he was going to do. Christian McCaffrey, he kind of had a he had a great game. He had 80 yeah. yards on the ground, 80 yards in the air, uh, receiving touchdown. I think he's like the first running back to have 80 and 80 or whatever, something like that. Yeah, in I believe a Super that's Bowl. the case. Yeah. Which is like... That's that's like crazy stat, and like the fact that it wasn't even like Brock Purdy that threw him. It was Juwan Jennings is uh, passed to him, whatever. Yeah. Which I was getting scared of for a second because I bet on the the non QB touchdown pass, and uh-huh. I thought it was going to be a lateral at first, but then it was finally confirmed, and I was happy. But I was that was a fun uh, fun moment of the game for me at least. Yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, you won more money than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went all in on our uh, on our running backs. Um, well, CMC did score. It just wasn't a running yeah. touchdown. No, it wasn't. No. And then you know, there's there's a chance. Um, you know, I thought Pacheco. He well, he fumbled. He had he yeah. Had fumble okay, McCaffrey and Pacheco both fumbled. Well, that McCaffrey's was, hurts. McCaffrey's wasn't as bad because it was the beginning of the game and like it was in the red zone. Was it in the red zone? Yeah. I swear it was like more midfield. But it was also like it was at the beginning of the game. Yeah, okay. I guess like I, was there just, was I was throwing time to make up for it. And then to start overtime, I mean, it was McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey ripped off. But the issue is they then they had to take him out. And then the minute they take him out, you know, I think they they kind of changed their offensive approach. Um, okay. What are your guys? So I, I don't know if this is true or not, or if they were just saying it for like publicity standpoint. The 49ers said that they didn't know the rules of overtime. I feel like that's just not true because they were like, yeah. in like the whole thing, like the, the Chiefs were like, oh, we would have taken the ball second because we would have always gone for two no matter what. Even if they did score a touchdown, we would have just won the game off a two-point conversion. And the 49ers kicked field goal thinking that that's not the case for this or whatever. So I, I don't know. I I was also a little confused on the the – the playoffs like for overtime rules if they're different than the regular season well yeah. so there were two 49ers okay it wasn't like you know if you say the 49ers everyone's gonna think shanahan and john lynch oh, and well, Purdy. i'm sorry the, the, the it was, the it was the fullback, that, the fullback it was kyle players, yeah. he said he thought the rules were the same as the regular season and then it was the d lineman eric armstead mm-hmm. he said um as soon as overtime started right they were on the bench um, because they liked it to receive. He looked at the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron, and he saw the rules displayed there, and, and that's how he learned. I mean, I be- I don't think they're lying about it. No, I, I know, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, isn't that something that, like, one, you would go over, like, a meeting before the game, or two, listen to the ref over the intercom? Uh, Shanahan said he assigned a positions coach to tell the players, but, I mean, if you look at the dichotomy of this, I believe it was Chris Jones, the Chiefs D lineman, said that they went over this in August. They went over in yeah, training camp. Yeah, and they camp. went over yeah. it before every single game. Yeah. Like that, multiple times before every single game, too. So why didn't they go yeah, for why the touchdown on, like, the five? Well, so they believed in their say, defense. Even if, yeah, even if it was regular season overtime rules, like, still going for the field goal was probably not the best idea the, in that situation. What, what Shanahan said is he believed that getting the ball third – Therefore, getting it first would also get you a third. Yeah. Was the way. Because if they hold him to a field goal, obviously, big if, right? Yeah. But if they hold him to a field goal, then they just need a field goal of their own to win the game on the third possession, which is then sudden death. Which, I mean, I, th- I think it's fine logic. And then if you look on, on the other side of it, 
the um, Niners defense had been out um, a lot towards the end of the fr- end of the fourth quarter, so they had um, kind of dead legs, and and they wanted maybe you know a chance to get them off their feet. I don't know. I, it's it's really hard to say. Who knows what happened? Um, I, I covered this whole thing in my class the other day. That's why I, I have every quote ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Um, well, my takeaway from from it was that one that a lot of people have echoed is that this Chiefs team was you know may, it's maybe been the worst of them. That's won the Super Bowl. Of oh, the three. 100 percent. This receiving room is still very piecemeal. I mean, their their biggest receiver, well, Rashi Rice was he was kind of locked down to a degree. He was blanketed very well. Um, last year, a great uh, contributor to that core, um, Cardarius Tony, he was inactive for the game. Uh, McCole Hardman wasn't on the roster to start the season. They got him off the scrap heap from the Jets. And it was uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, the man who can't catch the football, who had some of the biggest catches. Yeah. They weren't supposed to win the Super Bowl. They won. Like, holy crap. Like, the rest of the league is screwed. If they're winning these ones that they aren't supposed to win, Mahomes is only 28. And and this defense, they are built to last. They have a lot of young players. They yeah. have Trent McDuffie. They have literally all the uh, Nick Bolton. There's Legere another guy, Jerry Sneed, um, George Karlaftis, um, who's huge in, in the Super Bowl. They're um, they're built to win, and you have to imagine that this offense will get better. Um, I'm obviously they, they say Travis Kelsey. He said he's going to come back. I mean that's that's a huge one. He's irreplaceable, um, but eventually they're going to have to figure out how to replace him. He's I feel like Kelsey's on his last legs. Right? I don't know. He's, season, yeah, he's only got another season. year or two left. I mean, he's he's thirty four now. He's already pretty old for. I mean, he's the same age as Gronk, and Gronk's been retired twice now. Yeah, I know, and I feel like well, he's doing a lot less than what Gronk was doing. Gronk was like full on blocking. Yes, and, Travis and Kelsey's a Kelsey more, wide yeah. receiver. Travis Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey's just a tight end shaped wide receiver. He's also at the. I, he's looking at the point where he's getting like. He's getting beat up. Like he had some rough games where he had yeah. like what, like two yards and like say, a catch uh, or whatever. And the last six or seven years, this was a thousand percent his worst one. Yeah, like you could see some regression from him in some games. I mean, you look at the Raiders game; he had one of the worst games of his career he also, on Christmas. He started off this game having one of the worst games ever. He had one catch for one yard yeah. until like what three minutes left in the third quarter. And then he yeah. started to like and play. he turned it on. Yeah, after he had been, he had after. been a huge, a huge piece and reason why they won the first two Super Bowls that they won. And then he didn't really contribute until later in the game in this Super Bowl. Yeah, after he punched and even, even when he did, like after he pushed <laughs> Big Red. Uh, and like, then again, how much did he himself contribute to the overall team win in this Super Bowl? You know. He, yeah, I mean, he. I think Travis at this point in his career, he's good for these spurts of, of, of the vintageness. And I think in many ways, Gronk in, in Tampa Bay was sort of like this, you know, hanging on uh, to the last breaths of his career. But yeah, he's not, you can't depend on him. I don't think for 17 plus games, I don't think you can count on him for, you know, 90, 90%, 95% of the snaps like like you could in his prime. And so, yeah, yeah, like Noah Gray, the, the tight end, um, the, his backup, who um, they've been trying to mold, um, I mean, he's, he's not been awful. He's 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 fine. I, I yeah, don't know. He's, he's been all right. I think the floor on tight ends across the league has has raised um, in recent years. As I think, f- like you know, the kids who watched Gronk and Kelsey and wanted to be them have you know started to to grow of age 
you know, the Steph Curry effect in a way. Yeah, yeah. just look at, like, Sam Laporta this year. He, yeah. He's, like, a perfect example of, like, pretty much Travis Kelsey reincarnated. <laughs> yeah, Michael yeah. Mayer of the Raiders. Uh, he was the highest yeah. tight end picked. He showed I mean, some Brock real Bowers flashes. could very well be a, a high-impact player on whatever team he gets chosen by in April. He'll likely be a mid um, mid to late first-round pick, yeah. where the projections are. I mean, even, like, I know this isn't a great example because he hasn't been... Oh, you okay? Yeah, um, just clear my throat. Hey, the mic was <laughs> off. No one had to know. Um, I mean, this isn't a great example, but Kyle Pitts taken fourth overall. Oh, no. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior. <laughs> hey, well, he's been freed from the shackles of Arthur Yeah. Smith, so. <laughs> I mean, like I said, he hasn't been great in his first three seasons, but, you know, you get that effect of, you know, a tight end getting taken in the first five picks. Yeah, maybe, taking yeah. over guys like Jamar Chase, Panay Sewell, Micah Parsons, Patrick Sertan. Devontae Smith, uh, Devontae Justin Smith, Fields, Justin uh, Fields, uh, uh, Mac Jones. Hey, don't 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 be besmirching Justin Fields' name. The, honestly, I I the wanted Bears, the Pats the to Bears, take him. The Bears might my keep him. That's the th- that's the I still have no idea what's gonna happen well, in this draft. Yeah, so we're not we're not going down yeah. this rabbit hole but, because yeah. this <laughs> is a huge rabbit hole. Yeah. We could talk about yeah. this for a half hour. <laughs> We have we have some some fun things to get to today. Speaking of which, we're just going to get going. We're going to ride the waveforms first uh, with a clip from NBA All Star Weekend. Um, I'm sure you guys will kind of recognize what's going on here once we get going. And gotta turn the thing on. Okay, here we go. He looks like he's sneezing. <laughs> that was Jalen Brown uh, during a NBA All-Star Saturday night, the dunk contest. He was uh, the first All-Star to um, be in the dunk contest since... Oh, man, I don't have the stat pulled up. Why do I... Why do I okay, what first are, one in a while. Well, first yeah. time in a long time, right? This, this, that's the biggest part of it. Uh, yeah, he didn't have a great showing. I think he he had great ideas. The execution, you know, not as much. Um, yeah, it's like that picture of the horse. You know, where half of it's uh, yeah. <laughs> great, the other half is is not. Yeah, so great. yeah, That's uh, yeah. One. So the people of Indy, it's hard to tell if they were booing the judges, which kind of gassed up Jalen's scores, or if they were booing Jalen for you know you could say suboptimal dunks. May I say, I think he was held back a little by the production of the event. They, uh, I think the storytelling, um, either it wasn't conveyed on the TV that well or in the arena or both, which I think could have been the case. The D Brown thing, we don't know that until he tries the half sneeze, half dab, and then the court turns into the Celtics court. Uh, the Jame Hakez, um Mexican heritage dunk, they just play like a little video on the court. That's the only thing we know about it. Um, whole thing. I, I I think it was a little bit of a weird trial and error period for the NBA. But anyways, why boo the one star competing in the dunk contest when all, like, the biggest ire of the dunk contest is, like, we have G League guys out here. We have, we have no names. Jalen Brown says, I'll do it. I'll put myself out there. I understand the, the, the fans in the moment saying, you know, this dunk is, is abysmal. Like, like, what a waste of our time. But you wonder why, you know, Anthony Edwards isn't in the dunk contest. Because he'll do a dunk, and everyone will boo at him, and he says, why, why do I want to subject myself to this? 
yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. Like, cause I was when I was watching it, um, I only tuned in uh, when it was like the fi- like right before the finals and uh, of the dunk contest. Um, but I, cause I, it's tough because they literally every single time Jalen Brown did a dunk, no matter what it was, he was being booed, and it, it to me, it sounded like they were booing him for his dunk. Where like the announcers were like, oh, they're booing the scores. They're they think it's too low. They think it's too low. I'm like, I think it's too high. Yeah. <laughs> like it, some of the dunks. Of some of the dunks paid. were like, it just became like he he jumped over Kai sitting in a chair. He jumped over five foot two Kai Sinat sitting in a chair who was who was seated in an attempt to do a blindfolded dunk, which he didn't do blindfolded. Where it looked like he just. He, he dabbed. And then uh, Jason hands. Tatum threw through the pass just, just for kicks, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then the, and then the, then the court turns. There's, one, the there's a court. one angle of him, like, just missing the ball, but his bounce open it easily. Oh, it's the video. It's the video of All-Star Weekend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of course. It's, so it's just, it's like. The, uh, the Art But Make It Sports account has oh, been on a fantastic. generational run yeah. on Twitter with, uh, with everything from All-Star Weekend, and I've loved it more than anything that came out of All-Star Weekend itself, actually. This contest has become, can you jump over Shaq? It, it's pretty much Well, okay, okay, the other year, Aaron Gordon jumped over Taco Fall, and he didn't win the dunk contest. Yep. It's, it's also a thing where I used to think this as a, as a kid. I don't, I don't know if, if you, probably not. Um, but as a kid, I used to think that like guys they're running out of songs like like they've come up with all of them right <laughs> you got the notes and the key changes there's only so many like i think they're tapped like surely they'll they'll cease to be a new song in the realm of, of music eventually and that is um well that certainly didn't wasn't the case um i think that's almost started to happen with the dunk contest i right? no, i completely agree like they they are out of dunks to do they've done yeah all these like the only thing that someone hasn't done yet, a dunk from the three point line, and I don't think we're ever gonna see that no. because who who can jump that far? Yeah, the dunk <laughs> that had um, Aaron Gordon not win when he dunked over Taco Fall. I was on TikTok last night and they were all mm-hmm. popping up all the dunk contests. <laughs> um, is Derek Jones Jr. did a windmill from one foot in from the free throw line, which is exactly what Zach Levine did to beat Aaron Gordon in 2016 in Toronto. Just the best dunk contest I've ever yeah, watched. Yeah, that was yes. Yeah, the dunk contest peaked with those two. Well, it's because they were, they were doing stuff that was like, like. I mean, Aaron Gordon had putting the ball, jumping in the seen. air, putting the ball under both of his legs, transferring it, still holding onto it, palming it, and throwing it down with one hand over a uh, stuffy. Yeah, the name, yeah. The name of the mascot. I don't. I don't know the name of the mascot. Like you can't even I know, do that. You can't even do that dunk on a mini hoop. Like, he, was, he was spinning on a hoverboard. <laughs> like stuff. what? stuff i was very close i don't know yeah that's just and i like completely agree like at least the three-point contest is fun because it's like you know what you're like and you always have all stars and it's and it's all stars that are doing it and And the best and the best of the best are doing it too like the dunk contest you have a guy who's playing the league easily you know all-star i'm joking and the the i agree the battle between steph and sabrina is that her name oh my god you don't know her name. I don't watch Sabrina the... Ionescu. Okay, yeah. I well, I knew her name. I said it. You you said, said Sabrina. Sabrina. Is that her name? Yeah. That... Wait, I got it. Could she win the West? I think oh, she could. She I think she could. Well, anyone can, right? Anyone can. Hey, she outshot everyone else in the three point contest. Yeah. yeah she she Except tied for like Steph. like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, my, just I have another another sort of question here. I, I have an idea. All right, tell me tell me if this is crazy. Everyone says the judges are bad because they'll trot out like random B list celebrity, yeah, random old man basketball player, random analyst, and then repeat one or two of those, and then you get five. Why don't we have some sort of real time voting, fan voting implemented? Yeah, into it. Right? That sounds fun. Like, the NBA is always pushing its app, right? There's fan voting implemented in the All-Star game. Like, like, am I crazy? Like, bring back the American yeah. Idol, you know, Texas number to you vote could, for, yeah. for I feel like Kalen Brown. I feel like it'd be kind of cool if there was, like, three or four, like, um, judges, and then the, the fifth one or the fourth one, whatever we want to do. Was the fans? Was the fans, and kind of have, like, a, you get, like, a kind of, like, oh, this is what the fans think, or, and this yeah. is, obviously, this is what those all-stars think on another note i know this might be a little tough to do uh some element of subjectivity but can we have a current player be a judge yeah i, Why was, can't I was just, I was just gonna say that i was just gonna say that yeah, just, take someone take someone from a team who you know it is not a teammate of anyone in the dunk contest not associated with anyone, someone who could be completely neutral, a la like a Giannis. Or well, it's pretty easy when they're all G leaguers. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> LeBron doesn't know him. Exactly. Like you take. Yeah, have, have LeBron be the other yeah, take, the other person. Like take someone with that modern day. I still think everyone would have knowledge. Everyone, like, everyone's gonna pick Mac McClunk anyways because they're like, he had oh, the best dunks. He did have the best dunks. But I was saying, like, just in general, like you, right if you if you watched the. Did, by the way, did you say Mac McClunk? I don't know his last name. Did I McClung. say his last name right? It's McClung. McClung. I heard McClung. Well, I got his first name right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go on. All right, I'm off with names today, apparently. So, <laughs> well, no, you were right about Sabrina. You just didn't have the confidence. You needed a full send that. <laughs> All right. Poor Nick. Well, I would. Oh no, I made myself. I can't hear. Him. All right, Mac McClung. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's like when Jalen Brown was going for his dunk. None of the all-stars were, like, standing up. None of them were doing anything. They were all just sitting there, like, and then they let him get booed or whatever and all that stuff. The camera didn't even pan to them. When Mac, missed a dunk on and the broadcast. Well, and then... Yeah. <laughs> and then when Mac is up there, lights are flashing. All the all-stars are standing up with their cameras. The crowd's doing their thing. I'm like... You think they, the guy's prime like Carter. They wanted him to, like, to win before it even happened. Like, I don't even think Jalen Brown had a chance. Look, I didn't, think didn't something. Didn't Brown win the first round? Uh, he advanced to the finals. Yeah, he he passed uh, Jacob Toppin, Opie Toppin's G League brother, um, <laughs> and Hame uh, Hakez Jr. of the Miami Heat, who's a rookie. Um, we'll say Jalen Brown not winning uh, wrecked my bonus bet parlay that I made. That's that was a poor decision by you. <laughs> well, no, it was like it was like it's it's free. It's five bucks. I win two hundred and twenty. It was Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. Jalen Brown and I was like, "Oh, you got two out of the three. Yeah, Jalen Brown ruining the parlay isn't that a isn't that a tale? Yeah, that's a that's a shocker. <laughs> I will say uh, this is why uh, we're not cleared to uh, give official gambling help. So contact ctgamblinghelp.org if uh, you or someone you know needs help with problem gambling. Not a read, by the way. I just like doing. Uh, we're gonna move on to our second uh, our second clip. Yeah. Uh, this one's well, this will Pete Carson's interest. Okay, we're getting getting a little baseball love on the show. Okay. So you can I guess. Tune out, Nick. Well, I know the Red Sox, but that's pretty much it. Boris called a deadline a death line. Boris points out, as do others, that if you look at the draft and there's a signing deadline in the draft, what happens is often 
teams will squeeze players right at the end and it does not benefit players. You can argue it both ways. I would argue that this situation, when we're in the middle of spring, when we have all these guys still out there, is not necessarily ideal for the game. It's not what the focus should be, and yet it is what the focus inevitably is, because these are prominent players. These are prominent guys. There's no... Uh, he, he keeps on going for a while. Was Ken, Ken Rosenthal. That was Ken Rosenthal, yeah. yeah. So essentially, he and, and others around uh, uh, MLB baseball, baseball, um, have pitched that there should be a player signing deadline that this these long drawn out free agency processes where you know the two best non Japanese just happens to be the way non Dodger now pitchers on the market. Um, One of them's a reigning Cy Young and he still hasn't signed. Yes, uh, Blake Snell, a two time Cy Young winner. A two time Cy Young winner and has won a Cy Young in both leagues. Very very rare thing to happen and. Uh, um, and Jordan Montgomery are, are both unsigned, as is uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, for the record. Yeah. Um, and that this long, drawn-out process, it's bad for teams because you got joys, guys joining teams late in the process um, and, you know, might take them the chemistry, the, the off-season weight program, you know, some of the, the clubhouse, you know, a myriad of factors. Yeah. It also sucks for fans and... You know, the the thinking behind these agencies is drawing these things out will ultimately get you the best contract. You know, it's a super long bidding war. That's not the case as no. well. We saw Ahmed Rosario, um, say what you want about him. We're losing Nick here. Uh, he signed <laughs> Dodger for, legend. He signed. Yeah, he's a, he's a Dodger. He was a Dodger when you were, no, not when no, you were not out when there. No, not when you were a couple months after. Yeah, sorry, too early. Um he signed for one year, one and a half million. When yeah. He was like the like one of the top remaining projected war players left on the market. War, see, it's we're a stat yeah, show. Yeah, we're a stat show. Um, so, look, I, I think, I, I'm, I guess I'm not going to bother asking. I just wanted to play the clip. Um, because we're all going to say a player signing deadline would be a good idea, right? Yes. Yeah. No, I agree, because the other sports have it, don't they? Like, Hockey has it. Hockey has one. Soccer has one. Well, soccer has, they have a window, right? Soccer has soccer soccer the, win, the transfer soccer window. Soccer has the transfer window. Um, they have two months that they can do it. Yeah. But, but I mean, baseball's like, never going to do it, okay? Baseball's never going to do it. I feel like a transfer then, window could think, be doable, though. Baseball's historically had the strongest players' union. Uh, it's also not going to happen super, until yeah. the uh, the CBA comes up again in, like, 10 years. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, which it's a, was just agreed upon less than two years ago. But it's like, so um, did Jonathan Taylor, when he um, waited, like, forever to do anything, did he actually make any more money than what he was probably going to get if he just signed at the beginning of the season? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's impossible to say. He, he, I mean, in, he held out, so I think he forfeited. He's still getting, what, like $14 paycheck. million a year or something like I that? I mean, he's making, like, Starting Peyton Pritchard money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like for a running back, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for a modern running back, he's making more than most do. Look, most of like his Patrick, caliber do. Look, Patrick Mahomes is making as much as Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, if you yeah. want to put things into perspective. Yeah. Cat, by the way, Cat has has earned more of a fan out of me. He was a great sport all All Star Weekend. He balled out in the game. He had another great showing in the in the three point contest, which he has won. Uh, didn't think I'd be talking about. Carl Anthony Towns today. Um, <laughs> you guys have anything else about the uh, about the? I, well, I mean, I, I just think you it know. Makes so I, much I sense, definitely Carson. have a lot to say. I mean, you go back. I mean, this is not a great example. Might not be the best example, but six years ago, you go back and look at JD Martinez. Wanted seven years and over two hundred million. Didn't get signed until the end of February and got five years for one hundred and ten. 
Yeah, the Red Sox just and stared at him and said, we're not blinking. Steal. That was the mm-hmm. biggest steal of that offseason, too, is you were getting a guy coming he, off he, of a 45 home run season with a couple of opt-outs. That he didn't uh, he didn't. That exercise. he never exercised. Um, you know, they, they were able to get a guy for you know, a guy who could hit 45 home runs, which he did his first season with the Red Sox. So he was third in MVP? I think so, yeah. And when, it would have been higher if he had played in the field more. It went Mookie Trout. Mookie Trout JD. and J.D. And J.D. could have probably won it if he had played in the field and had not, hadn't been a, an exclusive D.H. Yeah, I mean, he also um, looked like um, great, you know, probably a good analogy here would probably suffice. Uh, he looked like a lost deer. In left field, I'm sure that works. Yeah, no, you look like a deer in headlights. Deer in headlights. Um, is that what you're trying to no, say? No, I think like lost. Like, lost? like you look kind of scattered shot. <laughs> a, a lost doe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even look at um, even the, the lockout year. I know that you know things took forever, but Trevor Story, who was one of the big free agents that off season, didn't sign until March 23rd. Yeah, look at Liam Hendricks. Look at Liam. <laughs> no, sure. Are we just? I actually, really like, I actually really like. I actually really. I actually really really like that, that signing. Why, is that why? Is that why we didn't get Mookie? Because we were waiting for him to just. You no, because we extended the Chris Sale. Thing. We gave Sale way too much money. Yeah. So what happens? We paid the wrong people, and we we're like, ah, well, we better trade our best player to fix this, so we can re-sign our other guys. And then we didn't do the thing. We didn't re-sign him, even though we traded generational player. Yeah, best best home player. But then we re-signed in, our new generational player. <laughs> yeah, and now he said today that yeah, uh, now he's saying team sucks. We really need to focus. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't blame focus. him. He's going into his age twenty seven season. He's committed the next ten years of his life to this team. Raphael Devers, by the way, Raphael Devers, catch people up. Um, yeah. yeah, just committed the next decade of his life to this team. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, we're, and they're not doing anything to build around him. With the when he signed, he was under the impression a year or two from now, you're, the team's going to be built around him. Instead, we're a PT clinic. Yeah, yeah, with a lot of money that we don't like to spend. It's real, real good PT clinic, though. May I say? Well, the NBA is about to expand, and apparently FSG wants to uh, get into basketball. Yep. Do you know what would do best for the Fenway Sports Group? Sell Liverpool. Sell Liverpool. They were. They Get tried to. There. They tried to. Well, uh, well, last winter, but Liverpool failed. has peaked under FSG, and they've sort of fallen off. So, I I still think they view a um, EPL, right? That's yeah. A, okay. English uh, Premier League. Yeah. Okay. Just don't want another Sabrina situation. <laughs> Um, you just did it. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> no, it's hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I still they. St- they're still going to see it as a great investment, right? That's so, true. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. Uh, well, we're going to get on to the main topic of the show, yeah. which is that it is the worst time of the year in sports. Uh, many people consider this to be that because um, you know football season is over, uh, the NBA is on its All Star break, which we just documented is is already a, a interesting uh, time. Baseball, they're starting spring training, and we still have two time Cy Young Cy Young Award winners on signs. College football, you know, obviously still over. Uh, college basketball, we're still in conference play. We're not even towards... Yeah, we're a month con- out from being from it being fun. Or even conference tournament season. Um, and then hockey is, is it's doing... It's being hockey. It's doing that doing that stick and puck. <laughs> I could say it's around the same as basketball. <laughs> yeah, but it's not on its all-star break, so... They just left their all-star break. Well, there's a 7-10 to 10 game the other day. Okay, sports in shambles, so... <laughs> There's that issue. Anyway, so what it's we're going to do... guys had hat tricks in that game. Um, how many? Two? Three? Three. <laughs> yeah, JT Miller had 
four, right? I, Something like that. Yeah. Is he American? Yeah. Yeah, he's American. Ah, that's why I've heard the name. And there's, <laughs> there's what, seven, there's 17 goals in that game? Yeah. Yeah, seven Crazy. to ten. Crazy. Got all my I wild. Think two of them were in open. Not my team, by any means. <laughs> I think two of them were empty nutters, too, which is yeah, so funny. Yeah, two of them were empty nutters. <laughs> um, so because of this, right, uh, you know, we talked about, I don't know if you guys were here, but I've talked about the sports equinox in, in the fall semester where we have you know, possibly <laughs> all four sports in one night. You know, in, in many ways, this is the opposite of that. Um, so we're going to turn this into a full mailbag show because when I send out the question, when I light the bad signal on Mondays, I, we have plenty of questions. That's, yeah. uh, you know, we have to make cuts, and it's often at, at Nick and Carson's expense. <laughs> so, Honestly, that's, that's fair because I can just ask my question, or we can just ask our questions to your face right now if we wanted to. Yeah, well, I do, I, I do have some of them written down. I do have a, a, a order, a sequence. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as a reminder, this is uh, X's, O's, Q's, and A's, which uh, every Monday I will post a Q&A on my Instagram, sco- uh, Instagram story at Peter underscore Howarth. If you reply, you can get your question answered live on the show. Our first question comes from at three Thomas Gordon one loves asking us questions. Go. Shout out to TG. Shout out, shout out TG, man. Love that guy. He said, do you think the NBA can do anything to fix All-Star Weekend? Well, <laughs> did we not just talk about this? Um, but in general, um, I know people have thrown out the, you know, players getting money to to compete hard or, or for the winning team or something like that. What about providing home court advantage in the finals the way so, baseball used to do? Yeah, so I, I don't like that rule. No, I don't because I agree. Someone had a very funny reply. They're like, if if Jason Tatum doesn't get home court in the finals because Powell Bancara is chucking up corner three bricks <laughs> and, and Donovan Mitchell's missing layups, then what are we doing here? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's I fair. I do think that at least the they fixed the game portion of uh they All-Star did weekend. And they, <laughs> but the, that kind of at least the yeah. whole thing coming into the weekend from you know larry bird said he wanted a lot of intensity uh adam silver said you know he wanted a lot of intensity and then they go out and break the points record <laughs> yeah for the game look zero, why zero did we defense, get rid of i i know we got rid of the drafting format which is i think all right why did we get rid of the elam ending the 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 target score based thing the target score i i really like that yeah um that was a very cool idea because it made it like a you can you like it's the uh, you don't have the clock against you you have that like you, oh you can play defense you actually can come back from like any score if as long as you play good enough defense you can kind of lock them up yeah and i feel like that made at least the past like two or three before this one a lot more interesting and i thought the games were like actually cool and then they had like you could obviously win money for your charity and i thought that was very good um which which was still the case yeah no i know it's still the case now i just think it's i even though the game was very high scoring and all that stuff i do think it was still the game itself was entertaining um but i don't know how they're gonna fix the skills competitions i i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the the all-star saturday night stuff aside um in terms of the game they just this year was the first year they shifted back to east west so they're not going to do any sort of radical um you know like three on three tournament you know like nhl sort of style they're not going to do that for at least another three or four years yeah yeah so that so that's where it gets really tough right so we're trying to figure out either a, a, a small format tweak right so if we do go back to elam ending which 
wouldn't have mattered in this All-Star game since it was somewhat of a blowout. So there's either that or we're going for player, player motivation. The player motivation thing is something that should be so intrinsic that you shouldn't have to motivate top-level players to provide entertainment that the whole league looks yeah. forward to on a national stake. If players can't get it through their heads... Sorry, I'm very passionate about the All-Star game. I love it, so when they don't <laughs> take it seriously, it makes me mad. If they can't take it seriously for the product it is, when all the players will go out and say, I watched the All-Star game as a kid, I loved watching Mike guard Kobe. I loved watching these, you know, these really tight games. I like watching Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl, you know, leveling guys. If they're not going to bring that intensity, when they realize that they are influences on so many kids and so many people that, that love the sport, then why are we doing this? Like, why yeah. even have the All-Star game? I know that, yeah. you know, obviously yeah. that's never going to happen, but what are we doing here? It's embarrassing. Yeah. It, I, w- I, would, I would agree. That's, it, I think, yeah. It's all sports, I feel like, have this problem, though. And I don't know if it's, like, the coaches telling them that it's, like, don't get hurt because if you get hurt, like, you're going to lose, like, incentives and stuff like this. And, I, like, I understand that. So, like, I, it makes sense, I guess, why they, they might not play as hard. But it's, like, you, you'll see videos of them playing, like, a pickup game or whatever. And or a pro-am game. People will, like, they'll tell their, their tailor, ah, tear their ACLs yeah, they, and be out for the season. They play but, harder in those. So and, yeah. that's, and nobody's watching that. So I don't know what's going on, why they can't just do that in front of a bunch of people. They have to do it in a closed doors, and then they're like, oh, yeah, actually... Uh, this player, uh, Chet, yeah, he was guarding LeBron and tore his ACL. Like, okay, like, that's it's awesome. Not, yeah. it's, no one saw that. It's <laughs> almost like it's too organized. Yeah. yeah. Like, guys in a pickup game will play harder than, like, like an intramural game, for example, just because this is something we can all, can all see. <laughs> we see with our own eyes. We're all, yeah. we're all aware of. So how – it's like – it's not cool, right? It's not cool to – Try hard in the All Star game, but yeah. is it, boy, is it cool to try hard in the Drew League in the summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in a pro am. I, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. I think it's just the mid season thing. I think it's like Nick saying, you know, like, oh, if you get hurt, you're going to miss your incentives. You're going to miss it, out your it, bonus. You're going to miss thing? out. Like, I can't tell. If it's well, I mean, now, there's no, now there's, and there's also like no like later incentive to having it. Like, yeah, you have that as an accolade on your thing, but no one. No one cares later on that you were a one-time All-Star in 2024. Yeah, some people like, care. I some think. people might care. When the they Hall do, like, of Fame might care because it's actually pretty easy to get into And our 12-time All-Star. Like, yeah, but, but like, how many people are going to look at look at two players and be like, well, he made it six times. He made it three, right? It, like, like, this it, guy has two MVPs, but he's only made three All-Stars. This guy has six All-Stars. I mean, look at someone yeah. like Rudy Gobert. He's won multiple Defensive Player of the Years, and he's, um, you know, there's a, there is a fair chance he wins Defensive Player of the Year this year, and he didn't make the All-Star team. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, we again, one of these things we could keep going. Uh, so, at three, Thomas Gordon won. Do we think they can do anything? I think so. Will they? No, is the, yeah. the, the short answer after the long exposition. Uh, we have another basketball-related question, and then we have another basketball-related question. Uh, this one's from at Sandy Iyer underscore. She asks, uh, opinion on the Brooklyn Nets coaching situation. Uh, well, they are kind of... funny. Yeah, I mean, they're a little poverty franchisee. <laughs> I know it feels like forever ago, but Steve Nash was a coach of this team at one point last season. He was fired was in he early really? November. He coached for like two weeks, and then he fired him. So... 
they go they move forward with Jacques Vaughn for the first couple of weeks they're like yeah he really has like the intensity you know the yeah. stuff that works with Duran and Kyrie because they were still there again it feels like eons ago yeah and just it's just like the the org, like they're trying to build around a 28 year old guy who's not an who's not an all star so the issue is they don't they have no direction and I don't think they've they've indicated that with a yeah. coach either I feel like they're they're trying to rebuild the team five years ago <laughs> Yeah, like they're like you just said, they're building around. Well, they're in a bridges. very, they're very similar old. situation. Yeah, because they don't have their picks. They don't it, have any draft picks because they traded all of them for a year and a half of James Harden. Macau Bridges is their D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, which is they have Ben Simmons. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the players of all time. <laughs> he is one of them. They've done a sh- they've done a shooter now. Did they? Also, yeah, they do. Didn't they drop Spencer Dinwiddie as well? Uh, well, no, so they traded him for Schroeder in a one-to-one. Then the Raptors dropped him, yeah. and he signed to the Lakers. And now he looks like he's in winning time on <laughs> the, in the Lakers uniform. He's on the LeBron. Uh, he's on the, the, I don't know. I can't <laughs> you're, finish you're, sentences today. Peter's analogies are, are something. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not anything. They, they, don't, they don't come to fruition. <laughs> the, <laughs> they start and they don't finish. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like the, I'm like the Houston Rockets, <laughs> great regular season team. When it comes to, to finishing the job, can't do it. Fine, there, happy. You got that one. Win the West. Okay, you got that one. You got that one. My analogy, analogy finished, but no other <laughs> analogies. Um, yeah, I think I don't think there's a lot else to say about the Nets, Sandy. Four um, coaches they in got what, six months? smacked by the Celtics two games in a row. Eh, one was closer than the well, other. Yeah, games. you know, the, the Celtics have ended many Atlantic uh, Division people. Uh, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananubi's last game with the Raptors were against the Celtics. Kyrie Irving's last game against the Celtics. Jacques Vaughn's last game against the Celtics. Doc Rivers' James Harden's last games with the Sixers yeah. on the Celtics. Actually, it's Doc one. Yeah, Doc one's true. Yeah, yes. was, yeah obviously. Yeah. Funny, right? A lot of them are in the playoffs, yeah. Destroyer of destroyer franchise. Destroyer of worlds. Destroyer of worlds. Now, this is something I'm going to Brad Stevens is basketball Oppenheimer. <laughs> I want to see that. Kind of, I feel like if you put him in the fit, like he would look yeah. like him. Yeah. He's a little Killian Murphy. I can see it. Killian <laughs> Murphy could play him. Could play him like, and people. Why can't you just compare him to the actual person? Oppenheimer. Oh. So that <laughs> too, yeah. J. Robert Oppenheimer? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, more people know Killian Murphy as Robert Oppenheimer than Robert well, Oppenheimer himself. Yeah, okay. I, I, that is true. I guess that's fair. What? Okay, so, all right. So, we're, I just want to do a tangent because <laughs> well, I think this would be fun. <laughs> all right, so we're going to we're gonna cast Oppenheimer with NBA um, executives and players. We're going to cast them. <laughs> all right. Uh, they're all white guys, though. Okay, so let's just cast the, the Strauss, the Robert Downey Jr. character. Mm. He has to be someone who is very anti-establishment, um, I guess. Anti-progressiveness. Yeah. Um, a little bitter, senile. <laughs> I want to go current. Yeah, but yeah, current. Pop. Uh, Popovich. No, Popovich is very progressive. He's a, he's a little too happy, <laughs> even though he's not. <sighs> I mean, like, Doc Rivers is a little senile right now. Uh, um, Tom Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, who's he the coach of? 
the Knicks. The Knicks. Knicks, coach. The Knicks. Yeah. Hey, you know, he was the, the Bulls oh, head coach. Okay. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. He was the Celtics associate head coach uh, during their title. 2008. Run. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, there's a fair chance. Hey, maybe Doc's success has to be attributed to either his collection of Hall of Fame players or, you know, his assistant coach. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Okay, yeah. That, that, <laughs> what that, a tangent. This, this couldn't get, yeah, I don't think it could go as far as we want to. Well, we, ha- we have an exciting question coming up after this short break that I, um, I think I, I'm very interested to hear Nick and Carson's opinions on. Um, oh, boy. And it's more basketball. All that coming up in one minute. 90.1 WQAQ. This is Throwback Saturday. Um, question for the people. Yeah. H- uh, HBO Max, right? It's a fine name. <laughs> they want to move away from the HBO branding. The the name Max stinks. It, it does. Yep. yep. Because uh, I'm I'm just gonna completely steal what you were saying, Nick, <laughs> Nick. If someone says Max, what's the first thing you think of? I think of Max for stopping. Carson. I, I think of my freshman and sophomore roommate Max Perek. Shout out to him. Yeah. So it's it's a terrible thing. You're like, oh, it's on Max. Yeah, I understand. But like, hey, do you see uh see what's on Max? I'm like, what do you mean? What's on? Do we get Max get a tattoo or something? What do you mean on Max? Is he wearing something weird? Or I think about my RA. <laughs> Worst marketing Jeremy's strategy roommate. in history. Oh, there's certainly far more. Like like uh, marketing strategy in streaming service history. In streaming service yeah. history. Because one of my one there's, of my least one of my least favorite ones things, yeah. is uh when Fox rolls out the random new sitcom or drama they're launching and they're like, There's uh blah 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 blah, the new star of Chicago Fire. <laughs> At Game Three, of the World Series in Atlanta, I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he? Why do you get those seats? I don't care who you are. Yeah, it's it's like when you watch um, Chicago Fire's an NBC show, by the way. It's it's like when you watch uh, like Hell's Kitchen, and they have like these B-list stars that are just like part of was it Fox or CBS that owns? That's Fox. Fox, yeah. So it's just like Fox, like stars, like you were saying, and then you're like, I, I what? This person is supposed to be like their celebrity, like, like. Yeah, well, some sometimes with a mask singer, you're like, you're like, who, who? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they take off the mask. I'm like, is there still a mask on? I don't know who Jenny McCarthy yeah, is. Except for when it was like Victor Oladipo that one time. <laughs> yeah, Gronk was on. Was he? He's a good dancer. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I guess that's a spoiler. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I've I, never watched a single episode of The Masked Singer don't before. Think so you're I, missing. I yeah, I don't think I'm missing anything. <laughs> no. Other than Joel McHale and Ken Jong being on it. Well, we do have five more questions to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh so the one uh we were forecasting was from at Nicholas.f.vial, uh our handsome bachelor. He asked yeah. outside of the top ten to twenty players in the NBA, who do you consider the best defender? Um I oh. I've taken the liberty, so we're just gonna take out uh, Giannis, Shea Gilgis, Jason Tatum, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, and Paul George, essentially. I'm taking okay. those out. This might be because I'm a Celtics fan, but uh, like Drew Holiday, I think he's one of the best perimeter, perimeter defenders in the I was NBA say, right yeah, is there like Is there a specification on what kind of defender? Like uh, perimeter, so all around? Here's my paint. list. I, I gave you a list of, okay. of, of my narrowed-down people. I have, Drew, I have Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Alex Caruso, Rudy Gobert, Victor Wembanyama, OG Ananubi, Draymond Green, Jalen Suggs, Jaden McDaniels, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay. So Draymond yeah. Green can leave that list. I, I, I almost picked him. He was almost my pick. Really? Well, not, not only for his on-ball 
Um, but I, I mean, he does have a, a psyche and intimidation that he can throw people. He can get in people's heads. He throws people off yeah. the game. I, he can get in his own head. I you know, get. I don't know. I shank d- someone. <laughs> I just, I don't think he's that good. He does have a good defender of the year. Yeah, but he's like on Grant from seven years ago. All they do is run illegal screens. That team is that's on offense. That's on offense, sir. Still, you turn he he runs that defense somehow. It's incredible. I don't don't know. Look at the on-off splits. I wish we were a stat show. I wish we could have the data. I um, I went with OG and Anubi. Yeah, um, OG's good. I would have said Mark Smart too. I was close with Drew. My whole thing is I really value uh, position versatility, and OG is six seven. Drew is six four. Yeah, OG yeah. can actually kind of handle some of these. I mean, the East, you know, in the playoffs, you might have to deal with Giannis, Bam, you know, Embiid, Porzingis, um, and OG. I think provides more of a solution. And also, yeah. I feel like Nick is a Knicks fan, so I think he was baiting me. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> well, that's let's really at, we'll ask him tonight when he's working. Yeah. <laughs> no, Inquire. I, he, defi- yeah. he definitely did that on purpose. I I still am going to – I feel like I'm going to defend my point on Drew Holiday just mm-hmm. because um, I feel like sometimes he's even – it's harder to – like I, the height is a, a, is a thing, but I feel like it's also – it's harder to defend players in the perimeter than it is to defend them like in the paint and all that stuff. And I feel like Drew does a very good job, like locking up players yeah. that are like a lot smaller, like the the Trey Youngs, the, the Steph Curry's, and like all the like I know obviously they're not small compared to us, but um, in they're, the they're NBA big. in NBA terms, they're they're shorter than everyone else. Um, I I think that his his just knowledge and way of that that he he is kind of like replaced Marcus Smart in the sense of kind of like. Not running the yes. defense, but he kind of runs the defense. And then he's a like slightly more offensively consistent, yeah. player. Because yeah, he's better. He's yeah, better no, in both ends. I would have, I would have yeah. said, uh, if this was like last year or two years ago, Marcus Smart has just been my choice for just a while because he trust. He was able to lock up like the tall players, like Embiid and uh, Giannis, every once in a while, and I felt like that was a great. Uh, yeah, person to have if you yeah. have like a. I would say yeah, he worked players. like he worked like a nose tackle playing football, <laughs> in some ways. You yeah. know, I, you like pull. he was like he could be very aggressive, but wouldn't be, you know, wasn't fouling people all the time. Yeah, wasn't, but like, could get in somebody's face and stop them completely cleanly, like completely clean, no matter their size. But I feel at, like least, could, at least his defensive player of the year season, yeah. that was the case. I feel like you could also just defend both those players, I think Drew and um, Marcus Smart on the Celtics. I think it just happens the fact that the Celtics are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. There's a lot of Maybe help. even in so the you, have, you have a lot of help, so I think that yeah. kind of like gives you a lot of accolades. And also that he just helped make his other te- teammates better. Like yeah. he, I think he made Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both better defenders in general. I would yeah. say Jalen Brown's that good. At defense, but Jason Tatum, at least he was. He Brown's was, definitely a lot better than he was. He a few was years a lot ago. better than he was, but um, I still think like Tatum is very good at like defending against like the the taller small forwards or power yeah. forwards, like and I think that also comes to show that like, that was from like Smart's leadership and like now Drew's leadership right now, and we got Porzingis and I don't know. I think our team's just very good at defense in general. I think it just helps everything. So I think o- Obi was. You said Obi Toppin, right? Uh, OG and Anubi. OG. Why is it? 
Oh my god! It's just because I was thinking of the Knicks. I don't even know. Um, uh, yeah. So the I'm takeaway the takeaway there is uh, Celtics good at ball. Um, our next <laughs> question comes from Ed uh, QU Club Sports. They ask. It was <laughs> not me. It was, it was not me. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, fan, fan of the show did. Mm. Um, uh, mm. They asked among the three of you. I guess that, that's us. Um, yeah. Who so. wins a punt, pass, and kick competition? So, you know, you, you punt the football, you pass it, you kick it. You know, who who gets the total yardage? Um, what are your yardages for each? I don't know about the estimating the yardages. I think Nick wins, well, well, Nick, wins the punt and the kick because soccer player. You, you do have, uh, no no pun intended, you do have a leg up on us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, Look, all I'm I was saying is I think, yeah. I think I could punt a decent ball. I think I could too. The kick, I don't know. The punt... But, like, I, I, think, I think Nick would still take the cake on I those can, two. I can kick it very well. Punting is very inconsistent for me. But I also play goalie for soccer. So oh, I can... Jeez, man. I can punt a <laughs> soccer ball. It's the football. Is I just need to know. Yeah, if I can punt you need to hurt. The football you need to hold a certain way. Yeah, if I can punt In order football. to get the right yeah, air okay. and the right yardage. In this theoretical thing, we, we'll get 10 minutes of practice time. And then, okay. then we'll do it. By the way, though... Then we need to do it, then I feel like... Yeah, we need to do this yeah, challenge. We'll do it. At whoever Club was Sports. whoever was operating QU Club Sports, who apparently was not Peter, I can um, confirm, not me. So uh, it was probably Kyla then, right? Maybe that yeah. was my thought process. I do know, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Although I will, one thing holding us back, Carson, is like we are we are more deficient in in the two thirds of the competition. Yeah, and. We don't make up for it in the passing. Not, it's not like it's not like I got a cannon, and that's why I can't. I was going to say that's it's yeah a football. Maybe I could throw it thirty yards. Like Nick Gregg is maybe minus three hundred to win this. Uh, yeah, if, I don't we know, were, I if it was a, if it was throwing Greg, a baseball, Nick. maybe I would I would probably have an arm a, an arm and a leg up on. Maybe just an arm. Just an arm. Um, if it was base, if it was a baseball, yeah. But if it's a football, I feel like the three of us are probably pretty. We would even. probably all throw it the same. Probably about the same throw. 25, 30 yards if we put all into it. I sure. think. I think um, I would. I would hope that. I mean, I my kicks that, could carry me past yeah. this challenge. I mean, you remember I threw it like a twenty-yard touchdown pass that one game, that one flag game <laughs> that we had. Oh, I just yes, threw it up, I and do. Evan yeah. just Evan and just that, caught yeah. it. Well, we had Evan the goat as our uh, yeah. Shout out Evan Flag. Evan Flag. Uh, all right, we have another uh, question um, yeah. from an anonymous. Quinnipiac and Tremurals. This one is specifically for Nick. Well, this says, one wasn't me. Well, it's specifically <laughs> for Nick. Um, it says, would UConn, Men's Hoops, and Kling Kong be able to win the West in the NBA? <laughs> this was the question. Wait, whoa, what? Uh, Kling Kong, uh, it's Donovan Klingon. Uh, his nickname's Kling Kong. Uh, he's their center their best player on the yeah. team. No. So would UConn men's basketball be able to win the West in the NBA? That's what oh, the question is. Oh, would they be able to win the West? Oh, yeah. I get, well, I get anyone it. can win, right? I get why they was asked to me now, because I was like, I don't know UConn ball, but... I think I know who uh, mm. who submitted that. It was not me. It was John? I can't, cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny. No. <laughs> fan of the show. <laughs> Big um, fan of the show who happens to have access to long, our, uh, our work time. account. That would... I feel like that would make sense. Long time, um, first time. Well, shout out, shout out that person. All right, my thought process on anyone can win the West is you have to make the playoffs. Oh, Jesus, we're not going through this. <laughs> we know the rationale is bad. You gotta make the playoffs, and, and then if they made the playoffs, if this if that UConn team was in the playoff run, they were one of the the ten seeds. 
Yes, it is possible for them to win the but West. But you just think that anyone one to eight, <laughs> you think if anyone makes it, like, like they have as good a shot as anyone they else? They do. That's how it, sports work. But it's not. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it I'll put it down right here. No one from seeds five to eight in the West is making the finals. It's only gonna be a top Dude, four seed. Did you not watch the Miami Heat though? And I know they're in the this East. This is the West. Yeah, so We've it's gone different. through the East. So the East, the East, the East? Can, anyone in the East can win apparently, but no, not anyone in the I, West? I think that I <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the same. Same thought process. Well, I still wouldn't have said anyone can win the East. I still wouldn't have gone through that logic. It ha- did it happen? Yes. I'm still not going back to it. I'm not citing it. I think you that's a just fluke. just did. You said in the East. Oh We're talking West. God. We're talking West. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Watch. Watch. Just watch. <laughs> I'll, if, I'll, I'll be there, brother. Not if, the issue. If LeBron. said, if, I will be there no matter what. If LeBron James carries his Eight seed Lakers to the second round. Through the finals by the Clippers. <laughs> through the finals, you will have to owe me an apology. <laughs> I will, but it won't happen. <laughs> Anyone can win the West. So yes, to answer the question by Guillermo's, if the Yukon Huskies, the Quinnipiac Intermarals, if the Yukon Huskies. And Kling Kong made it into the playoffs. They could win the West. <sighs> See, I don't think they could beat the um, the almighty Tom Pacora led Quinnipiac Bobcats personally. I'm delusional. We just lost the Niagara. Welcome. <laughs> we just lost the Niagara. Yeah, we're, we're not a basketball school. We're a hockey school, and that's okay. Hey, well, you guys can beat us in basketball. We beat we beat them in hockey. Yeah, we hang in there in hockey. It's <laughs> still good games. No, you, guys, you guys are pretty good in hockey. No, they, yeah. You UConn do. is a much better team than they get respect for. On but they the don't ice. get respect. Because they, they are in the a, Hockey East. They are in a very tough conference. Any, all the Hockey East teams get the respect they deserve. They That is the best division in, in college hockey. Yeah. Because it's the most competitive. I don't know, stick, so... It's the most competitive division. You went to a hockey school. I feel like you should know the teams you played. Did you go to the games when you? I I, I, I was definitely. If we go, uh, probably like five, six games. How many of those were you working? Um, I I never went as a fan. Well, at the time they only played in Hartford. That's right. Which I would have to take a bus to go to twenty five minutes to go to a really long hockey game, which there were no fans at. To agree, because yeah, yeah. it's in a big stadium. That's fair. Well, sorry, uh, we're well, running out of time. I also feel like they haven't, yeah, UConn hockey hasn't really, like, come into the forefront until the last, like, three or four years. Like, just you wait. Yeah, no, they got a good team. It's they like got, Alexander Hamilton, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a good team. They've got a good future. I'm excited for them. Yeah, there used to be a guy on the team uh, named Kale Howarth. Is that you? No. What? <laughs> no. Like you're going to say Tage Thompson? No, he had my exact... Well, yeah. yeah. He had my same last name, but his name was Kale. Like Kale McCarr. So is he your brother? No. No. No relation. Okay. I did. Oh. This wasn't like some sort of... Not... This isn't Maury Povich. We're not doing a big reveal. Uh, so as we are running out of time and quickly yeah. el- ellipsing our... Eclipsing. Ellipsing. Elapsing. Lapping. Last... No one can speak on the show. We today. have no time. <laughs> we are a lost deer. 
We are we are lost here. <laughs> this week's stats we star of the week uh, is now our first two-time ever winner, oh. and that will be none other than Caitlin Clark. She's, yeah. Yeah. She, she she became the NCAA's all-time leading scorer in last Thursday's 106-89 win over Michigan. She went on to score 49 points, setting her career high and the Iowa Hawkeyes franchise record, program record rather, uh, in a single game. Not to mention she just won her 27th Big Ten Player of the Week award. That is a record. Uh, she's also the first Division One player to ever record 3,300 plus points, 1,000 plus assists, and 850 rebounds or more in a career. Do you think she's going to make the NBA? The NBA? She's yeah, the missing no. piece in, no, in I'm Detroit. Not even, I'm I, not even kidding. That, I was actually, a, that was a genuine question. I actually had this I, I had this, this discussion. Other than, other than her height, I think she honestly she has the yeah. ability. Yeah. I was like, I was like, can she not do... I, I know there's still like a strength difference here, but like, can she not do what Trey Young does? And Trey Young's yeah. really, really good. And this is not taking anything away from Trey Young. She could be the missing piece in Detroit. I, that's all I'm saying. I don't know. I, <laughs> I. What do you mean they got Caden boys? I'm thinking that like 2020 mom because I know it's like it's possible for it's the same for the NHL and I think for football as well. I don't know how it works, but like anyone can play. It's like it is an open league. It just happens to yeah. be that that's yeah. It's yeah. it's how it's been for years. But I think Caitlin Clark could be the person that breaks through that barrier into the NBA. I think she has the yeah. ability. She clearly has the skill. It's just the I think it's her height is the biggest thing that's gonna And and, and she's not like five nine. She's six something. Um I looked at I think up. she's is she's she six, six one? one? Yeah she's yeah. six one. Which is like yeah, uh, Zay six, Thomas five nine. Six one like what it was it's just tough because like what Kyrie who we think is like also like six feet but he's like six four or something like that. And he's like considered smaller in the NBA. Um, um, boy, that that was a lot of words. Um, I don't know if he's six <laughs> four. Um, I think he's listed. He's like six two. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, there are. Yes, there are many point guards who succeed at a smaller height. The issue, I think, would be durability and strength and holding up on the defensive end, which is you know it's really hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's possible. Yeah. Um, Kevin Clark, come on the show. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we got an extra spot right here. Yeah, yeah. Mike Ford's open. Mike Ford's yeah. wide pull open. Pull up. <laughs> yeah, pull up to Hamden. Yeah, Any she'll, other, uh, she'll pull up from half court. <laughs> she, she will and does. <laughs> that's how she got her what? She broke yeah, the record with a half, record. Like, almost yeah. a half court. Yeah, logo, logo three in yeah. transition. A yeah, transition logo three. He's silly. <laughs> Any other uh, nominees for stats of the week before we uh, run? Well, we're already over, but uh, before we mm-hmm. wrap up. Damian Lillard for winning the three-point contest and the All-Star Game MVP, but he's, that's, he's that's, that's a very far second to Caitlin Clark, in my opinion. Damien Lillard, yeah. he would. Uh, he's also won that yeah. week, so he would also have been a second. He would have been a second two-time, time. two-time winner. Yeah. I'm trying to think of stats. Everything's, there's too many numbers going in my head right now. Well, too bad we're not a stats show. <laughs> so say Justin Brazo would have been decent one for the Bruins. Is this stick? Yeah. Oh, we're talking yeah. about stick. Yeah, we're talking about stick. Yeah. First first career game he he scores. Cool. He yeah. pulled a Daniel Nava. Yeah. <laughs> um shout out to all you Daniel Nava fans out there. Love Daniel Nava. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, so this is going to do it. We'll be we should be back next to I don't know. I don't know. Tune in. See if we're yeah, here or we'll not. See. Hopefully it doesn't snow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, bye guys. Bye. Bye.